And we're back. <laughs> For the first time ever, we actually just did a take two because within two seconds I dropped You're not supposed to tell people when you do a take two. Oh, God. We've never edited this before. I gotta educate so you I about showbiz. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no. I was going to say before I fucked everything up that I got invited to the ball. The the ball? The ball. There's a ball. Remember when I was complaining the other day how, well, I was complaining about a lot of shit, and I shouldn't ever complain about nothing because I don't really have much to complain about, but I find things to complain about. Sure, we all do. Um, But I was complaining that, remember, I wasn't originally invited. I promise you we will not go into another, a third podcast about the fucking Chelsea Lately party, I promise. But I had been complaining <laughs> that I wasn't invited to that originally. And then you had gotten invited to the All Things Comedy Nerd Melt live podcast taping. And I just felt left out in general. Like, mm-hmm. and I understand, I even said it then, and I still stand by it. I understand I am not a professional comedian. I, people just are forced to listen to me because you married me. Yeah, so, and me too. Eh. <laughs> oh, sorry. But anyways, today I got an email asking me to do that the live taping with you Mm -hmm. and Al Madrigal and Bill Burr. And of course I'm like, fuck yeah. And I, I hope I wasn't asked just to placate me because I, well, I don't see that really happening because I mean, well, they they don't really have anything to lose, you know, like they're like, like, Oh, we don't want to piss her off because (laughs) dot, dot, dot. Yeah. That, I mean, that's cool that they're, they, they, they thought, yeah, we, we should include her because, you know, she's, uh, part of a, one of the shows. I mean, so, I mean, that's why they did it. They didn't do it because, I'm guessing so. What are you gonna do? And they're like, oh, fine. What, they have a chair they gotta fill? (laughs) I mean, they, well, all right. So put her on the list. I mean, I I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. I, I, I think that it's, um, it's probably because it would if it's all of us on a stage together and it's we're talking about especially if we're talking about our podcasts from the point of view of all things comedy you know you're you're half of this show so it's like more like the third but uh you know but uh still it's like you're 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 half of the show and it's like they probably felt like yeah she's probably right that's probably why they did it i mean it's I don't think it's anything more complicated than that. Well, either way, I'm really fucking excited. I even called my mom, like, immediately after. I was like, guess what? Good God. I know. You're a fucking tourist. I know I'm a tourist. (laughs) But I know to you it's just another thing that you have to do. But to me, sitting on stage with a bunch of comedians who I really respect, I mean, that's really fucking cool. No, I I think it'll be, yeah. The whole time. It's one of those things that I won't. You know, I'll probably be the the day of it comes up. I'll probably be mad that I gotta go somewhere, and <laughs> I'll probably I won't appreciate it until uh, probably till I'm up there or after it's done. Like where I'm like, oh, you know what? You you know, same thing you're saying. It's just like I, you know what? It's a it's an honor. But for now, I didn't even realize it was coming up because I've got I'm going to Charlotte tomorrow, and that's all I really know. Yeah. Charlotte, and then what do you have? Houston? Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte, Houston, then Tempe is the next one. Um, but I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte, Houston, and then a week off, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's what. Or wait, not a week. I was, I ah, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, no, but you still. You go to Charlotte this weekend, and then next weekend is the taping. It's on the nineteenth. It's a live, all things comedy taping. And oh, okay. So I so I have a week off after this Charlotte week. Right. My family's coming on Thursday. My grandparents are coming to LA for the very first time. But I do have a week off. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Sorry. Go you ahead. Yes. Uh, you, yes. They, you leave tomorrow night. They come in Thursday morning. And so when I told my mom about the live taping, she was like, "Are you know? Are we going to be in the way?" I'm like, "No, no, no. It's not until that Friday." And she's like, oh, you don't have to prepare for it or anything? <laughs> How would I prepare my brain? Mm. Like, I don't even think before the words start streaming out of my mouth. Can you imagine, like, what would I be doing getting ready for something? Oh, you'd be, you'd, like, there'd be, you'd be, yeah, I have my voice coach coming in at three. You're like, what? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Like, there's How like now? A, you're not going to get now? a solo in this. What are you talking about? There's no... It's a fucking musical. Um, no, I, I don't I, need to prepare my brain. Uh, yeah, it's it uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, it's supposed to be, I think, loose and haphazard, kind of like this. This is a mess. But um, I think the, our, our podcast is probably messier than most, though. Like most have like a song that starts at the beginning and end, and there's like advertisements and there's things to do and. They cut and edit and do things to it. We just sit down and start talking. Right. Right. I think ours well, is, I don't want to say ours is the rawest out there, but I think it's the rawest out there. Well, uh, it, or shittiest. You could also <laughs> say that. I mean, if you want to put it another way, uh, it's, um, I don't know. I don't listen to any of them or ours. So I, uh, I, I don't know. I really don't have a frame of reference on podcasts at all. I've been trying to listen to a couple more. And actually, if someone would tweet me some of the their favorite podcasts to listen to, I like to. Because mm. that's something I want to... I listened to Neil Brennan's a couple times. He had a really... He's funny. Cool, yeah, I love Neil. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, I think he might be on the live podcast when we are. Mm -hmm. I might be making this up, but I hope he is because I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. I remember... In a, this is my Neil Brennan story. The first day, I might have told this, and I'll probably... And you made an ass of yourself in the, the green room? Yeah. Our our very first date, yes. the first green room I had ever been in, was on our first date at Comedy and Magic Club. So, of course, before this date happened, what? I didn't know if it was a date, if it was... Either way, I was, like, just nervous and excited to see... It was a date. You. I was hanging out with a hot chick. <laughs> No pun intended. It was a. It was a. Because uh, it's that's your favorite movie in this story. That's. I mean, that's mentioned again. But I was hanging out with the with the hot chick. It's a date. In my mind, it's a date. So it was a date. Once you got in my car, and I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> I'm really. Uh, I'm out of my league here." But uh, it's definitely a date. What's that? I was hotter than what you remembered. Uh, yeah, I mean, in my head. I'm not making that up. You told me that. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you you were. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude, but, uh, yeah. No, I go back and forth. I think people are sometimes, I can, I can lean either way. Well, I just Depending think, no, I just think it's just my recollection. Because I was, 
I had just met you. It was a lot of shit was going on that night, and a lot of people were talking to me, and I was drinking, which I never do. So, I yeah, I just had a foggier, you know, uh, idea of who you were. And then I looked you up on Overdrive's site, and it was a fucking it's a pretty shitty picture of you. So was it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Overdrive was my old company I worked for, not yeah the fucking band or whatever. Oh, I didn't know there was a band. Yeah, there's a band, and there's also a um, there's also a gear, I guess. I mean, Overdrive. Well, there's like a magazine for truckers or something that's called Overdrive too. It's because it's a gear. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, moving on, this, uh, um, Jamie, moving on, this, what, is there, is there something else? Oh, I was gonna tell my Neil Brennan story. Oh! No. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I think you've told it on here before. Well, no, fine. I'm not even gonna tell it. Oh my god. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Now it's becoming the, the, she's not invited to tell her. I, I think you did tell it on you. I feel like you did. Right. Okay, tell it. Go ahead. We'll, just, uh, we'll, we'll tell it. In okay, a... so I was excited to go on this date with you. So as every Ohioan does, I went clothing shopping for this date at TJ Maxx. That was... That what I mean I I can understand that yes. TJ Maxx is yeah. And I found I don't know. It was kind of it was kind of high class actually, Calm to me. Down. To, to me, because I was like, man, I can't afford TJ Maxx. I got to go to Gabriel's, you know, the, the place where... <laughs> I actually stole a pair of sneakers from Gabriel's. That's how, yeah. Yeah. And, having no money. I wore one pair of shoes in and left them in the box and wore the other pair out. Yeah, my friend, I told you, he worked in the... He worked at Gabriel's when we were at Kent, and he found a kid's jacket in the fitting room and said, do we have a lost and found? And they're like, nah, just put a tag on it. Like they were, they were selling it, and then I, I, did, I saw that again at Ross actually. Actually, like it was like the baseball hats, and it was just like you know Chicago Bears, uh, you know uh, New York Yankees, New York Mets, and then you know like Hiram Jewish Summer Camp, nineteen eighty four. Like I was like, wait a minute, this isn't fucking, this is bullshit. That's not a. You didn't guys, you guys didn't get that from from a supplier. That was some kid left that shit here. I bought a pair of used pants from H and M. Like they, I like used them. pants. Jesus. Well, they were like pajama pants. Ooh, it's and, even worse. Uh, well, I wash anything from like a store, like anything that I so don't do I, but buy online or from a high end store, I wash immediately. Mm-hmm. But I got them home and I popped the tag off and I realized the whole butt had like pilling and stuff on it. You know, pilling when they get the little balls after it's been mm-hmm. worn and washed. Yeah. And you could tell that it was. Def- I still wear them. <laughs> like I wear those pants a lot often. Like. So you, uh, you, you. So we I, go to we go to the Comedy Magic Club on no, our first date. No, not my date. My story starts at TJ Maxx that I was splurging. For an outfit, and I spent a couple hundred dollars on a brand new, I think it was Michael Kors or somewhere along that line. Oh, wait, oh, you don't like that guy anymore? I tried to get you an iPad cover that was, you're you're finicky. It's not finicky. I'm going to sound really snobby if you, if I really repeat what I... Yeah, no, I I mean, if you, you just 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 be you, man. Michael Kors is in the same grouping as Coach. 
And if you wear coach, you fly coach. Oh, shit. She didn't say that. She said it. Oh, my <laughs> damn. That's, that's scandalous right it. there. I'm just saying, I used to love Coach and Michael Kors and stuff. I just um, don't any longer. I have outgrown it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really happy to hear that, dear. Um, the uh, uh, yeah. My aesthetics have changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're the vice president of, uh, of a company now, so I am officially. Yeah, we had a whole ceremony at the bank today. Yeah. It was it was pretty uneventful. I think you were <laughs> I think you were expecting more out of. I even just the, you know, to crown you vice president of the land. It was just like the guy was like, "Okay, I entered it in the computer." I thought our bank You'll probably get a debit card. Bank. I think everybody there thought we should have a reality show. I mean, they were I, impressed I, by I, our I, humor. I, that happens. That yeah. happens. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I got my fucking leather jacket, <laughs> and it mm-hmm. felt like the cow had died yesterday. Like it was that kind of like new leather that just reeks. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, this is a Neil Brennan story. This isn't a story about you and I and our first date. But on this first date, I wear this leather jacket. We go to the Comedy and Magic Club, and I meet Neil Brennan, who I've never heard of before, never seen him before. I just knew he was a friend of yours, and he happened to be on the lineup that night. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there beside him in the smelliest of smelly leather jackets. and he's talking Smelling like a bull's ass. Smelling yeah. like a bull's ass. <laughs> and he's eating his vegan cookies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like such an asshole, which I don't even think I knew what vegan was at the time. Yeah. And, yeah, and I just, I remember I actually, because the jacket was so expensive to me at the time, that I had tucked the tag up into the sleeve, mm-hmm. and I returned the jacket after that because I was so appalled that, like, I was wearing this smelly leather jacket in front of a vegan. So you don't have the uh, the jacket I from that I don't have it anymore. So, <laughs> well, I, I guess, how much was the jacket at TJ Maxx? don't know i could uh, uh, well around I, 200 maybe well okay so that's enough to to want to take it back to want the money more than the stinky jacket i guess i have, I have but, really no idea uh, yeah I, I i know neil's not a vegan on behalf of like like being that much you know i don't think he's a real I don't know if he hates animals. I don't think he hates animals, but I mean, he's not. It's not on behalf of of liking animals so much as the guy. Like, is really like he's creeped out by like germs and shit like that. That's why, like, he's always. I always got to remember he's a fist bump, not a not a shake. Because he, I, I mean, he's opened up over the years a little bit. But I mean, I used to get like, uh, I yeah, I used to have to like get punked out. Cause he's like, ah, nah, 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 just, just, a, just a fist, just do the fist bump. Cause he was, that's why he became vegan. He just doesn't, uh, yeah, it's cause me, cause I, cause I have stink lines coming off of me. That's why he only did that with me. You imagine if I saw him shaking hands with other people and I'd be like, hey, you said you didn't want to. Yeah, um, you know what? <laughs> it's, uh, it smells surprisingly good. All the time. I've I'm, never actually been like, ooh, you stink. Like, you always smell good. It's kind of annoying. I'm kind of offended that people, they're that surprised that I smell good. You do. People, yeah, you always, and it's not like a cologne smell, it's just a clean smell. 
I know. We're proud of you, John. Yeah, I I mean, I do reek of clean. Yeah, it's not like you spray and it's like, oh, you smell like a fucking no. Rite Aid. No, I don't smell Rite like a fucking cologne counter. No, I'm not that guy. I don't, I, some guy did that to me once. He fucking, he was like a skunk at uh, the comedy store once. I probably told you that on here. I don't know if I did, but guy was just, guy took a bath and fucking like Dracar or something like this. Like, I mean, just a really heavy cologne. And he, like, shook my hand. All he did was shake hands with me. He told this on Dean Del Rey's when we did his. Oh, okay. He shook hands with me. I, I literally, I mean, I smelled like that the rest of the, the night. Like, it took me a while in the shower. Like, I was like a rape victim in the shower. <laughs> like, I was, on, I was sitting on the floor of the shower crying. Like, <laughs> I can't It doesn't come off. <laughs> anyway, um, so... So I'm excited and I'm happy and thank you. In conclusion. Oh. Thank you. Oh, so you offended Neil Brennan by... by say, no. Anyway, long story short, she, uh, she said that... Uh, she told me that The Hot Chick was her favorite movie when we were at dinner. Oh. In between shows. This is your version of the Neil Brennan story. Yeah. And I, I was like... You know, I said, what's your favorite movie? Just making conversation... And you were like, um, like you had never thought of that before. Like it was like, that was like, that was a concept that nobody had ever brought up around you or something. It was like, you were like, um, and you thought a minute and you were like, the hot chick. And I was like, like, and I said, I was like, have you not seen any other shows or any other movies? Like, is that the only movie you've ever seen? Because that's the only way that could be your favorite movie. It's a terrible i mean well i hadn't even seen it at that point i watched it with you once after that you bought it for me and i gave it to one of the girls that was on work it with you and i never got it back oh really yeah. so it's out of our house it's out of our house that's all right that's fine i bought you overboard you like overboard see i think I you had forgotten overboard. that you liked overboard but well the thing is is that my ex and i the one i stabbed with scissors um mm -hmm. he and i and our like best friend Ryan at the time, the three of us hung out all the time because we would bartend together at night. We would go get drunk and then like watch Overboard and the hot chick and then wake up and eat breakfast and repeat the day over and over again. Um, and those two movies were the only two movies we watched. And we have them like memorized verbatim. And we, right. we wouldn't even have conversations. We would just use Overboard and the hot chick quotes. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I had a lot of movies like that with my friends. I just, uh, I mean, in college, here's your solo. Um, in college, ours was ours was Friday. We watched Friday over and over again in college. But I mean, that's a way more respectable movie. Than you think you're so cool because you can pee with your penis? Get a new conditioner. Your ends are totally split. Sorry. No, wait. Let's just let's just let the <laughs> silence absorb us. Um, I yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was funny because like she had told me that, and you know, you stuck to your guns though. It wasn't like you were gonna be swayed by me going. Are you kidding me? That's a horrible movie. Like even if you know, like if I had said, you know, like. It, Oh, the making of that movie killed so many children. Like you would just be like, you were just like, what? No, it's it's badass. I love that movie and it's great. And 
I just, I we went to the green room for the late show, and uh, I just said uh, Neil was in there, and I just thought it was funny. Like I just, I said, you know, her favorite movie is The Hot Chick, and he's he's like he's like oh my, and he was as flabbergasted by it as I was. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then you, you like I said to you, I was like, have you ever seen Half Baked? Or, and you're like, yeah. And I was like, what do you think of that? And you're like, meh. <laughs> I was like, that was fucking, that, I, yeah. Uh, we all fell out. Like, fucking. <laughs> if, you if you don't know Neil Brennan or haven't Googled him by now, he's the creator of Half-Baked. He wrote Half-Baked. He's the co-creator of Chappelle's show. He's a, just a, he's a brilliant comic. Uh, I'm done stroking him. So, um, the, uh. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, so anyway, moving on now. Can we move on now? Sure. Jesus. Um, so the, uh, the, the, the Ray Rice thing is in, in the news. Yeah, uh, let's get When did that happen? Like, was it? Well, they're, they were engaged when it happened. Yeah. They're married now, so right. obviously. I know it's been sometimes. since the, it's been in the off season, so it's been between January and now. But it was, yeah, it was it was several months ago though. I remember that the initial clips came out, and you know, and now the whole thing came out with him, you know, the full, the full scene of him, you know, and his wife. Because I just think it's like it's probably several months ago that they obviously got married, and they've obviously put it behind them. Yeah. I remember the original video you just saw the hallway and it was like her kind of face down and him standing over her kind of like clueless about what was happening and my reaction was I felt sorry for him because I've been the drunk asshole girl who's been face down and the guy standing over me like what the fuck do I do with this mm -hmm. and that's how I just took it as she was passed out drunk and right he just didn't know what to do with her body Right, which I, I think in that situation, I mean, it would be <laughs> be kind of difficult. Like, I, I just, I was saying to you yesterday, like, if, just imagine if, like, I mean, because you always have to, like, try to molest me in a fucking elevator every time we're in there alone yeah. together. It's just, Eventually. as soon as the doors close, you have to be a fucking creep and go, hi. Like, like I, I mean... I mean, there's just, can't you just go up to the fourth floor no. and not, and not be a, a predator? I'd love to have a montage of every elevator we've been in because every single, I can't help myself. Yeah, to, I know. You still get so uncomfortable. I not do. Are we married and alone, but you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And you still, like, hide in the corner. It's like, well, I, I, I exaggerate it to a degree because I'm like, you know, will you please get up? Because I hate, I hate PDA, like public. I just don't want, I don't want to be, you know, it's just nothing. There's nothing. The whole thing that makes that exciting to most people makes it completely just, 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 just not inviting to me. My so, ex and I in high school just tried to find every place you could imagine to have sex just because it was, like, exciting. It was like, oh, I've had sex on a roof, in an elevator, in a cemetery. Like, you name the place. I've had sex on a barge. Like, you name it. 
It was just for fun. Like, yeah, well, there's yeah. nothing else to do in Ohio. Yeah, that's good timing on that. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, I, uh, yeah, I've had, uh, I've had sex in a bed and on a couch. <laughs> and I think that's it. You've never yeah. even had sex in a car. That blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I started having sex when I was 21. That so by then I had apartments to go to. So I just, uh, yeah, never. Uh, I, yeah, of course it blows your mind. I didn't, I mean, I didn't. When I was 19 and 20, I wasn't like, no, nah, come on, let's hold out another year. Let's keep it going. I love the. I love the fucking streak I've got going of years with no pussy. I mean... We were having sex in the junior high while we were in junior high. Like, everybody was. Like, there was a back hallway that everybody would have sex during school in a back hallway. So you're not kidding about the back hallways. (laughs) You said that to me. I thought you were just saying that to be a creep. No, this is eighth grade. Good God. Everybody sex in this back hallway. I, I, everybody except dudes like me. I mean, there were some dudes like me going, you did what? Wait a minute. We're, you'd be late for class. What are you talking about? The back hallway. We're not supposed to be in there without a hall pass. Is there a back hallway pass? Is that some, that sounds just ridiculous. I'm telling. <laughs> I um tossed your ass down the stairs. Yeah, I uh I I I was just yeah, I never I never got anything. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't try much, but when I when I did it was just it was pretty humiliating in uh school, so I'd always get if I got my if I got my heart broken or my feelings hurt, I'd crawl into a shell for a little while over it i still do i guess yeah i mean it just so happens this time i came out of my shell and there you were uh, fresh out of the back hallways you um (laughs) you were there and ready (laughs) to uh well still hurt my feelings but um do it do it in a way that yeah is, is charming i guess nobody's ever called me charming well i mean in the way that you have is charming like the way it's still. I think the word still, you're looking for is annoying. You're kind of a dick, but I mean, I'm saying that you're you you do things in a way that's charming enough to, you know, not hurt my feelings. I don't know what I'm. I think you're just really smitten with me. Oh gosh, honey! Every every time you leave the house, I'm just sitting there writing love notes, like. <laughs> Oh, dearest Jamie, it has been 20 minutes since you left my life, and... I was talking to this guy right before you, and he wrote me a poem, and I literally threw up in my mouth and never talked to him again. Ew. Right, right. Yeah, that's... Uh... I, like, I printed it off, and, like, because he, he was out of town, um, out of where... He was, like, a traveling fucking carny. Um, and I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> but, I, like, but he could rhyme some shit, I guess. <laughs> and I, yeah, I showed everyone in my office, and all the girls were, like, like split. Like, half of them were as appalled as I was, and the other half thought it was, like, so adorable. And I was like, ew, you weirdos. This it's, is it's, creepy. It, it's weird how the line between 
you know, courting and stalking has really moved over the years. Like, it really has, you know, because when I look at, um, I mean, I watch a lot of historical documentaries, and, like, President Truman, like, the way he, he, for years, I mean, years, courted his wife, Bess, and she was like, I mean, she was a beast. It was like, she was not hot. But he wrote her love letters for years. Oh, dear Bess, if I could just have a few years with you, or a few minutes with you, it'd be great, because I'm just, I ain't nobody. He'd be in jail now. Right. Like, it's just like, you, you know, the guys who, like, send you know, roses to some chick they don't know, and... You said that you... I did, I went out on a date with her, and then the next night, or the next day, I sent roses to the bank. Look, I've got... You just didn't send roses to some random bank. No, I I didn't just go, oh, man, that was a great date last night. Maybe the bank needs roses. No, she worked there, of course. I don't... I mean, I'm not... uh, You know, I look at... uh, I was just looking at my dating life. Like, you you know, you have, I guess, more of a, you know, yours yours got more of X-rated than mine, <laughs> your, your dating history. But mine is just embarrassingly PG. Like, it's just really like, oh, God, I did that too? Like, I just, I, yeah, I don't want to. Just let me molest you a little bit in an elevator. Because... It's gonna open again, and we're gonna get. Well, you know, we're gonna get up there, and and it's like I I would like to get off the elevator first of all. I don't want the alarm going off. I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody noticing that I'm doing. I don't want to do shit. I want to draw attention. Yeah. Okay. I I I sound okay, right? I mean, am I coming through the microphone? I don't want. I don't want to be a sleaze ball on a fucking elevator. Yeah, yeah. Test, test. I don't. I don't want to do. It's just. It's. Uh, why? Like it's. It's just creepy. I. I don't want to do it. But I. I just. Back to the elevator thing is just. When you see that clip with Ray Rice, it's like. I mean, what he did in the aftermath. Because I thought about it, like if I had. You know, and one of the times you came at me, you know, trying to molest me, like if I like suddenly turned or something and my shoulder hit you in the jaw or something and you went out cold and then, you know, we'd get down to the first floor and I just have people looking at me like, uh, so what's with the, uh, unconscious chick? Uh, Oh God, she was unconscious actually when we left the room. I, um, it's like a weekend at Bernie's thing. I, um... I, I I just I don't know you know he didn't handle it in a way that was it was obviously it was you know it's 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 pretty terrible, uh. But I don't understand. That's, yeah, it's like the punch doesn't even bother me as much as the aftermath yeah, of what it was terrible, of course. But how does that how does that mean he's got to lose his job? Like I just don't understand why. We're in a place where that means that guy's livelihood has got to be taken away for a long time, too. They took it, what did they do, like two years or something? Oh, I didn't hear. 
like a long suspension. I, I mean, they took, he was an all pro. He was one of the best running backs in the league. And now he's unemployed. And it's like, because there's cameras everywhere now, you know, and everything that you do. I mean, because I would not recommend that my sister or your sister dates Ray Rice. Right. Okay. But that is a personal issue between the two of them and their marriage and whatever they got to do, they got to do. And I understand about being an ambassador of the NFL and representing the Shield and all that shit. Yeah. But just taking everything away from him, from him for that length of time is just, that's just, that's obscene. It really is. So what do you think should happen? I think that I I think that it should be handled. Uh, you know, I I don't think anything really should happen to him as far as as far as football. I'm sorry, but I don't think he should. You think it's a domestic dispute? Yes, uh-huh. it is. Uh-huh. It is absolutely a domestic dispute. It should be kept in house. It is something that is between him and his now wife who married him after, you know, I guess the swelling went down. But it's just sad. It is. And it but it is between them. Yeah. And it you Unless have, they have to have a podcast and then they can talk uh, about their but violence. But I mean, you know, like it's just like you know, I don't understand it's things that you do in your private life I shouldn't just take away cuz it's not like, okay, Ray Rice is, is now out of the NFL. Okay, well, we've eliminated all the wife beaters from the NFL. He's They're gone now because we got rid of him. There's still, I mean, we cheered this guy on for being, for, for excelling at a very, very violent pursuit. And everybody thought it was great. Little guy, he was a little guy for the NFL. I say was like he's dead, but I mean he, you know, he's always been he's a little guy for the NFL, and he, you know, he put his head down and duked it out with those big dudes, and we all cheered him for it, and then, you know, all of a sudden it's like you know we expect him to be somehow docile and different, I, you know, and I'm not excusing what he did because that still is something that they need to. Whether, you know, him and his wife need to work out, they need to get, whether it's counseling, he needs to get counseling, whatever. That's his personal life. What he did doesn't, it just doesn't affect, it doesn't have anything to do with the NFL. Well, like my dad got fired from his football, he was a head coach, and he got fired because of a domestic violence issue. Right, which. It's the same thing. Which. I think is the same thing. However, head coach is held to a little bit different standard. True. I think that, you know, I can understand if they suspended him, you know, a few games. Like if they they suspended him for, you know, four or five games, I guess, because he embarrassed the league and all that stuff. But it's like, you know, he doesn't know that camera's there. The camera's just, it... I just hate to sound like I'm excusing what he did because what he did was was awful. It was. But, you know, the thing is, is your life is uh, comprised of fucking millions and millions of moments. 
And if you have been perfect in every single one of those moments, then man, you're I you're you're better than I am. I mean, and I'm pretty close to. <laughs> I mean, like I don't fuck up much, but I mean, I just don't. It'd be a lot of me pooping my pants on elevators and shit, but I, uh, you know, the only way I can get you to stop molesting me is to be a skunk. But uh, I, I just, I just, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that myself. So I guess it's just like something that I don't think of as something that applies to me. But it applies to us all when you just, you just look at the eye in the sky, and the eye in the sky is now it's it's now governing all of us and it's just a scary thing you know he gets he gets his job taken away from him i, I mean i think donald sterling's a scumbag and a terrible owner right. but he was having a conversation in the privacy of his own home you're allowed to be a piece of shit in the privacy of your own home sorry i mean it, it I mean, she never pressed charges on him, or so it's technically it's like it's like there's no crime there because she didn't want to. The victim didn't want to make it a crime, so I just don't know what I, why the NFL or the NBA or whoever they always have to step in and get involved and go. Well, well you know what? We're we're teaching you a lesson and we're taking away. We're taking away everything. I mean, is it a deterrent thing? I don't know. I just, I, I don't, so. I, but I don't. Well, I, the internet was bombarding me with all of their opinions on the fact that Goodell, is that the. It's Roger Goodell is the commissioner. Yeah, the commissioner, that he should be fired for mm. the situation. For the commissioner should be fired for how he handled the situation over domestic over, violence. Well, like, right. How did, he wasn't there. I mean, well, I think I they're talking about how he handled. Roger Goodell has has made himself the judge and the jury when it comes to the NFL. Like he's, I know you don't know much about this, but it's like in my lifetime, there's been three commissioners of the NFL. Um, there's been a lot more presidents than that, but there's been three commissioners of the NFL: Pete Rozelle, Paul Tagliabue, and then now Roger Goodell. And Roger Goodell is. For the past, I think, five years that he's, maybe longer, that he's been the commissioner. This guy has been, like, almost like Walt Disney. Like, where he's just like, I want to keep this squeaky clean image of our league. And I won't put up with anything. So, the thing is, is... So the new video that was released, do you believe him when he says that he didn't see it until it was released by TMZ? Sure. I well, it's um that's debatable. Um like is he covering it up or is well, it didn't expect it to actually get out? Roselle and Tagliabue would have covered it up. I think that uh and I think if he'd have seen it I think he would have paid to, to cover it up. I think they probably would have gotten enough palms and grease to get that tape. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah, he probably didn't see it until... I, I would say I believe him on that. But I, I don't... I think what people are saying with, with Roger Goodell is like... He's really made... Um, you know, he's, he's ruled the NFL with an iron fist that 
is really uh it's 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 put a lot of people off where they're like wait a minute that's not fair and you know that guy didn't deserve that or that guy didn't even get a trial before he was sentenced it's like that's why i mean he's judge and jury he's just like you know oh look i decided that you are guilty of this and here's your sentence bye and it's like wait a minute i didn't even get to plead my case it's just a really he it just you can't i i i just think a lot of fans would be i understand being pissed off i i don't like that i don't like that a guy can be i don't like a guy being eliminated from his profession because of what he does in his personal life and you know what he does in his personal life is you know, if he did it all the time, or if he was that objectionable, or whatever, they were just, they were singing his praises, they, they were NFL Films features on that guy, forever, talking about, well, dude, Ray Rice came from really hard background, and he made it, and we love him, and then all of a sudden, now it's, you know, oh, well, you little piece of shit, you've, uh, you you I mean, it's like, you, I, you know, one could argue that when you're in the public eye, your professional life and your public life kind of coincide with each other. Of course, I believe that anyone in the public eye has the right to privacy. Yeah. But when something like this, it didn't happen in their house. It happened in a public place. Yeah. It's kind of, it is a public thing. Like, okay, like, let's, I mean, if I... You know, I would never, I'm not a violent guy, so, like, if I, you know, that one doesn't apply to me, but if I, like, you know, uh, if there ends up being, like, I don't know, you know, if if I get caught speeding by a camera, yeah, and they say, you're not allowed to be a comedian anymore, okay, it's a little jacked up. The same. What, how, but I mean... Speeding and beating a girl? I'm not, I'm trying to say crimes that I commit. I'm just trying to think of shit. I don't do anything, so I mean, I'm just saying, like, if I were to do something, you know, uh, bad, and they said, in my personal life, and they said, well, you're not allowed to be a comedian anymore, because, because you were, you know, you were speeding, or you, you were drunk driving, the drunk driving thing is like it's always a you know an issue. I mean, Dante Stallworth obviously was a was a pretty extreme case of it because it was a hit and run. Right. But it's still like, I, I mean, the, the the I mean the it's I think the legal system should be handling these things. I don't understand what favor you're doing to these people or to that woman by taking away her husband's job. I mean, it just doesn't, I I just don't think it's, I think it's a very slippery slope, and I think it's very scary that we're just all subject to, you know, the camera got you, and we're going to take away everything now because of it. You know, it's, ah, we don't like you anymore. It's gone. It's all gone. I'd love to hear her opinion and story and all of her feelings. Um, have you, read uh, her? has she put out a release? I, I know it wouldn't be from her anyways. But. No, I haven't read anything. I, I'm sure she has or will or something. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a book someday. I mean, it's, uh, you know, that's usually where these things lead. 
I mean, but it you know, be it, her true feelings. It'll be someone else. Okay, it, like it, batter it, into her mix. You know, Robin Givens always claimed, you know, for a long time that you know Mike Tyson beat her up. Right. You know, Mike Tyson got to keep his job, though. I mean, the only time he got suspended from his profession, other, I mean, he got put in jail, obviously, for you know, the rape case that he says he didn't do. Still, and then. He, I'm not really making a lot of feminist points tonight, but um, he got, uh, but he, you know, he got suspended from boxing when he bit off Evander Holyfield's ear in the ring. That's that's a thing. That's an infraction that happened at work. Right. I just think I don't advocate. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm a victim of domestic violence. Actually, <laughs> I mean, my wife beat my ass a couple weeks ago, but. I would never, you know, I would never do that myself. I'm just saying the idea of Big Brother watching you is, and just taking away shit, I, I just yeah, I just don't think it's, I just think it's a scary proclamation, you know, that you're, you're, you're caught on camera and so forth. So that's, that's my, I, I don't think that, I don't think the guy should be suspended that long, and I hope that the Players Association is at least getting involved, and I don't think he should be gone for that, for that long at least. I mean, make it, a, I, I don't think off-the-field infractions should, you know, apply. I think the legal system should handle it, and that's it. But you... When we were talking earlier, your more your most concern was over her, and yeah, I think I think it's she's been good save, honey. But oh, no, but no, I, mean, no I, I, I you're you're right though. You, but it, she's as we discussed earlier, you were like most of the conversation came up about her, and now it just seemed like you were being. But I do feel I do feel bad for him. I do feel bad for that guy for for you know. And for what every all of this means, just just the bigger picture of all of this, I think that for that woman to have to go through this again, because like I, we were talking about last night, you know, it's, it happens before they got married, and now they're married. So it's something that in their relationship, in their private life, yeah, they've probably put behind them, and then it's all dug up again. And now they got to have press conferences and he's unemployed. And it's like, dude, I mean, imagine having to just, you know, to dig some shit back up when you, you know, because the only people it affects is them. I mean, you know, like, I don't think like if you got caught in a in, in an elevator with Ray Rice, he's going to be like, well, it's just me and you. I got to I got to hit you in the jaw. I mean, it's like it's uh it's one of those things that's just like... I don't know. Have you seen me in an elevator? I'm pretty aggressive. Uh, you can be a little bit, you know, and I, I hope he does. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want you molesting him. But uh, no, I, I just, I don't think that... I think I feel bad for just him and her, the the family. Yeah. Why, why she got hit, she got hit in the face, got humiliated... Now she's being re-humiliated in front of everybody by putting that on camera. Like, I couldn't imagine if there was a camera footage of me getting whooped in the car 
by <laughs> by leather dress over here. Oh, like, I mean, oh, and, I'd be appalled by it. Like, I, I, right. Were, after that happened, I was so upset that it happened that yeah. I had got to that point and mm -hmm. I was embarrassed and sorry and afraid for my marriage because I was like that's I don't want this to end what the fuck did I just do mm -hmm. and, and yeah and imagine and I didn't even want to talk about it if it wasn't if it was left up to me nobody would even know about it we would have swept it under the rug and never talked about it again yeah but you you were joking about it 10 minutes later <laughs> I have to I mean I have to be able to be I could I can't go walk around go walk outside and you know start I can't not be honest and like that was something that was you know, it was on my mind. It was something that was kind of a big deal that's within our relationship. It? And it was just, I just couldn't not, you know. Do you think that's something that they talk about and that their friends and family knew about? Like, or is it something that she didn't even, did she not even know what really happened until she just saw this video just now? Did her parents not even know? Like, is her dad ready to kill him right now? Or yeah. did they already talk about it? Or did they already, yeah. Or, or, they already to, like, or did he lie to them and say, you know, because remember the, the old cut of the tape is different. You know, like, did they only know because what they saw on, you know, TV? I just think that it's... I wonder um, if she just saw this video and realized, because the... Like I said earlier, the worst part of it for me was his complete disregard for her after it happened. Very true, he, yeah. like, basically carried her out halfway and then just dropped her on her face. Her skirt's up. He doesn't, like, pull her skirt down. He doesn't try to, like, help her. Doesn't ask if, you know, she, like, you, if you said, if you accidentally, like, threw an elbow and knocked me out, mm -hmm. you would immediately drop to the ground and with me and be like, oh my god, are you okay? And get me, a t like, help and whatever. He, like, had total disregard for her afterwards. Is she just now realizing that that had happened? Because I'm sure she's, like, yeah, she a fight and then it was black. She doesn't know what happened after. That's and very possible, yeah. It's very possible that she looks at it differently now and goes, after wait a minute, it. this is what you did when I was unconscious. Right. But because, here's the thing, is like, because like, what you said about, like, when you, you know, you, you, you hit the roof and got mad at me, um... Just because he's a man, is it po why is it, it? It's not impossible that he feels terrible about everything he did in that moment. You know, like he may watch it back and go, "Oh my God, I just I, that was awful. Right. I'm so horrible. I can't believe. I want to kill myself for doing that." It's it's also possible that he feels terrible for it. Feels remorse and. I just think that it's, um, yeah, it's, it's become this thing where it's just, you know, it's like, it's just, I, it, it's very, I can make fun of it because, you know, you were, you were hitting me and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a man and you're the woman. And so, you know, I'm not in any real danger. But I mean, I I mean, I still had a lump on the back of my head. My fucking eye hurt. Oh it was God. like, which it still sends chills and cringes down my body thinking that. Oh my God, I, I, I like I hate talking about it. Right, and I I know, and I and I'm sorry. I just I don't mean to I don't mean to, to rub Thank the you, I don't mean to rub. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry, honey. You want you want a steak? Um, but uh, I I just 
I, I just, I, I just don't want to, um, it's a very hard situation for, uh, and it's hard to say, like, with, with the, with Ray Rice's situation, but for men in general, because it's like, you're kind of in a no-win situation, is it like, so we're basically, because she did come at him, like, he had hit her once, and then she came at him, and it's like, we're just supposed to take a beating. I mean, that's basically where we're at. You take a beating or you are publicly shamed and possibly, you know, arrested. Kind of like the Jay-Z Solange thing. Like, she was coming at him and he was able to just sit there and take it. Right, and he didn't, yeah, and he just, he, he, did, he did everything that <laughs> he could, which was just try to duck. <laughs> like stop it stop quit it quit it like that's all you can say is quit it because that's that's all we got so it's like all right you're just in a situation where it's like okay it's just kind of a it's a lopsided scenario where it's like you're you know if you the only way because i that's why i didn't stop the car when we were you know you know when when you were mad yeah. Because I was like, if I stop the car, then she's really going to lay into me and I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to do something to stop it. And I, and I, really, there's nothing I can do. What, grab your arms and hold them until you, and then you start kicking me in the stomach? I mean, like, it's just like, there's, I know all my moves. it's like, there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do. And, I'm so sorry that you had to have this thought process over driving a vehicle or getting pushed. Uh, I had it before. I had it. I mean, I, I, like I said, it's not the first time that happened to me. Um, it was, From experience, I knew what to do. But, uh, you know, and it's not about, and I didn't hold off like, you know, if some guys hold off because they're like, well, I, I can't hit her because, you know, I'm not allowed. I just don't, I just don't really have that side, you know, where it's like, I, I've never hit anybody. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start on my wife. So it's like I. I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. And there isn't a part of me that's like, ah, oh, man. If I could only get a shot at you, you know. Like I don't have that. But it's still like, well, what are your? You, you just don't have any options. You just gotta take it. And Where that's think... kind of fucked up. Yeah, Plus the sure. Big Brother thing's kind of fucked up. It's all fucked up. I was just going to ask, where do you think um, that comes from? Where, like, some people just start throwing fucking fists and other people like you don't? Do you think that's, like, because your, your parents didn't hit you at all. No. Do you think that's just something Not that much. I mean, it was, you, it was, it, kids I, yeah. get hit just automatically? I mean, Jean threw up a couple of punches in my stomach every now and then. I mean, she was a little, she liked to go to the body. But, uh, <laughs> no, we, um... Yeah, I I don't I think I remember get like you know getting like maybe like kind of spanked like a couple when I was like like four or five like it's foggy enough in my memory I don't even remember it. Um, wait a minute, there was a penis too involved. Oh no, but no, I I, I just yeah I didn't get I, I there wasn't much that sort of punishment for me. So no, I mean I didn't get it like I guess. I don't know. I think it's just uh it could be a internal th I think that could be just a 
genetic thing where some people go, yeah, you're not listening to me. I'm going to start swinging. Yeah. And some people are like me where it's like, you're not listening to me. You got to hear more talking. <laughs> Listen, I got more things to say. Wake up. Because <laughs> I can talk you in it. I'll talk you into the ground. You could be passed out in an elevator from me talking. <laughs> People are looking at me like, I'm sorry, I was talking too much. Could you roll her over so she can hear my argument? I just have more things to say. <laughs> cool. All right, question. Uh, Bad Boy Brit tweets, John, do you think you'll ever try harder to get into acting? Uh, no. I, um, you know... It's one of those things that uh, I've had to find out. I've had to, I've had to realize through experience um, that, uh, you know, I just really don't like, I don't like saying shit that other people wrote for me. Yeah. So I, I just like to, I like to do my own stuff. So... I, you know, if uh, if I ever wrote my own thing that was live action or, you know, I got to act if I do voiceover on my show that I want to do. But I, I don't think I'll ever be, a, you know, somebody who I, I don't like auditioning. I hate auditioning and they just sit there like they don't laugh or they just sit there and stare at me. And it's like it's your crappy script. I'm sorry that you don't think your crappy script is funny anymore. I, I, and I hated just like when I was on work it, like, I, I just hated, you know, cause I always thought it would be really fun to be, you know, that was to be able to, you know, stay home, sleep in my own bed every night and then be able to go like to the comedy store at night after I worked on a TV show. But I hated going Feeling like I was going to work every day doing shit that just, it just wasn't, I hate doing stuff that's not funny. I hate feeling like I'm being not funny. You know, I'm just, uh, I was just a really crappy character that I didn't like and I didn't like who my character was and he just said a bunch of shit that wasn't funny. So that just really depressed me. It was, it was really a depressing time and it should have been fun. You hate not saying your own words. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've been shooting this show recently, and they'll be like, can I just get this line? And they'll give you, like, three sentences, and or three words, I mean. And you'll take those three words and somehow change them. Like, if yeah. I was sitting up there, I would just repeat what they just told me to repeat. Yeah. But you'll find a way. They just, yeah, they just need a setup for what I said before. And I'm right. like, no, no, don't. Yeah, I can't. You, There's yeah. something about me that I can't. I can't just be dictated I can't regurgitate just whatever I was told to say. I can't. Yeah. It just feels weird. People it's no fun. sometimes email me like actual jokes to be like, give these to John or I, <laughs> or like I've had like comedians. Well, they call themselves comedians. I don't know. But anyways, like send emails and be like, I write in John's voice and I'd love for him to buy some of my stuff. Like, and I'm like, I, thanks for the email, but he's no, I'm not yeah. even going to like forward this on to him because no, I I don't I don't want to say anybody else's jokes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the 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 whole fun of the 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 process is that I thought of it. I mean, every every part of it is just like 
you know, I mean, there's the whole thing with like, you know, like you, you want to be a, you know, as true to the art form as you can be, you know, and you don't, you don't steal or borrow or whatever from other, you know, comics, but you, you know, I mean, I do like, I guess I have some tribute lines to the Simpsons in my, uh, set, and I, I mean, I, you know. And you don't even notice them until afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, yeah, that was, yeah, that one, there's, there's a few of them that I'm like, oh shit, that's where yeah. I got that, yeah. <laughs> just like, I mean, it could be like three words or an inflection or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, I, I mean, but to me, it's like, I thought, <laughs> I, I mean, I still wrote it, you know, the way it was, and I, I just can't, uh. I mean, I know a lot of comics who, you know, especially they get to this stage and they're like, man, I don't, you know, I, I just, I just can't, you know, I have time to write or whatever. And I just don't, I want it all to be from me because there's just no point. I'd feel dirty about it if I was saying somebody else's lines. I'm friends with an ex-wife of a comedian. And it, like, blew her mind that I told her that you only say your own words because, yeah. like, her ex-husband would buy all of his jokes and would, like, he's <laughs> just, he's known for being in, like, a couple shitty movies, like, with shitty little parts. And then she was just, like, it was so, because that was her norm. Her right, norm right. As, you know, married to a comedian, he buys jokes and goes up on stage and tells other people's jokes. My norm, me married to you, is that you won't even take someone else's word <laughs> i'm a like, nightmare a i make everything difficult <laughs> is what uh is what, is what it really is but it's saying, uh it's yeah not, yeah you're not always the norm but because i'm sure whatever jokes those people uh, sent you i'm i'm sure they're funny to a degree know. like i well i mean they can be at least yeah. there's some of them i just think that uh you know for me it's like if i looked at it i'd go i'd go nah but now i don't want to i just i just wouldn't want to i'd go up on stage if i said it i'd feel dirty about it i'd be like oh god it sucked i got an email today from a guy who had forwarded me a story about a giant tomato and he thought that i should tell you about it because it would have a lot of material in there for you <laughs> and I obviously didn't tell you about this until now because I already know what you're going to say is that if it's not your story, you're not going to tell it. Like if people go up to you and be like, I have a cousin whose brother's uncles did this. You should talk about it. It's like if it's not your story. Yeah, you know, oh, I've had I've had plenty of I mean, I think it, some people want to get close to the fire and not get burned. And that's a way of doing it. Like you can kind of like go, hey. You know, they come in with the elbow and go, you know, I got one for you. Or, you know, I've had, I used to hate when I've, like, I mean, I still do now, like, where people, you know, my least favorite thing to hear, or one of them, <laughs> for a show, I mean, I guess there's worse, but I just hate when I hear, you know, is, is that's our comedian. Like, like I like they like they bought me or something like they you know hey that's our comedian like like and and look that's that's our meal too like we're going we're we're gonna be having that roast and that comedian and uh, I I just I hate when I hear it's like is that our comedian that's our comedian and it's like oh you just came to the show just to see a comedy show it wasn't even you know uh, specific to seeing my set and I just I I just don't like when. Uh, you know, people people look at it like they want to get close to the 
like I said, close to the fire, but not get burned. And it's like, here, I got this thing for you. Or though I've had people like send notes through waiters or waitresses, you know, backstage, like, you know, my pal Jim, it's his 21st birthday. And, you know, he does these things that are quirky. Maybe you can make some jokes out of it. And it's like, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna. Oh, yep. I got an email from Bill today who's going to be at your show Friday night. There's eight of them going. They're getting a driver and Ugh. plan to have a big time. Their friend Tommy C is turning 60 that day, and they're in the two front tables. Any chance you can give Tommy well, a there shout you out go. for his birthday? There's your shout out right there. That's <laughs> oh, It's on a Tommy, podcast. Tommy is a crazy Italian. He would love this. <laughs> and then, oh, here's a joke from him he says you can tell we will be the quote old folks in the crowd looking to get discounts on our drinks with our aarp card smiley face oh good yes, um, i, guess, I mean that, and that just came uh, in today at 7 30 i get these emails all the time for different birthday parties and yeah give and, and I, you know i don't i don't want to make them feel bad I know, because i know they like, mean well because they, they do mean well but it's like Especially when it's a 60. When it's like an 18, I'm like, eh, fuck off. Yeah, but... <laughs> when it's a 60, I'm like, oh, I want them to, you know, feel yeah. involved. But it's also like, that's not your thing. That's just not what you do. I just, I don't, I mean, if if you're, like, if you're coming to my show, like, to, uh, you, you know, like, it, to, please don't bring your bachelorette party to my show. <laughs> I'm not the kind, I'm an, you know, I'm an, it, it's... My show is for people who are really just genuinely like the art form of stand-up comedy and like have, you know, want to watch somebody who's, you know, who's going to be up there for an hour or so complaining about his own life. Um, because that's what it is. My whole set, unfortunately for people who want it to be about them, is about me. It's just, if you can relate to that, that's something that, you know, you'll come away from the show and hopefully, you know, be happy about it. And a lot of people do, and I'm really, I love that. But anybody who wants me to make the show specifically about them, it's just, it's I'm the wrong guy. Um, I'm, I'm just not... Uh, there's, I don't have any props, and I don't have, uh, and I don't do any crowd work. Um, sorry, I was just looking for, oh, Edward sent the tomato article to me today, and I know you were talking about, like, I don't think his is, like, trying to get close to the fire. I think something like Edward's email is more, like, he, as a fan, he oh, yeah. sees something happen, and he, he, a lot of people, like, will read something or hear something and they hear it in your voice because they feel so close to you yeah. that they're like, oh my god, this would be great cat material. But they don't understand that you didn't grow that tomato, so you have no <laughs> connection to that tomato. Well, I mean, I've... I've they they I've, see the funny in it and because they're such big fans... I've, done, they, I've done observational things where I'm like, you know, I see, you know, such and such thing happen and I'm like, well, you know, whatever. Like, I, I've, I've, I've done things that are... You know, I have observed from the, you know, whether it's news or TV on occasion. I mean, they're not a large bulk of my set, obviously. But I think what this, uh, the p tomato guy in particular, I think what he, what he wanted to do was like give me something 
that is basically, it's funny in and of itself, probably. And then it's like, I don't really need to do anything with it. Like, it's just sort of like, okay, this thing is, is funny. And they're, you know, whatever. They look at me and they probably like, oh, Cap could probably make the... They'd like me to read that article to them. You know, like, you know, it, it'd probably be that. I, I, I'm just... You know, right, I, I, right, I don't... John, the first sentence is, it took fertilizer, the greenest of thumbs, and a pair of pantyhose for Dan McCoy to grow his record-breaking tomato. You, you want to you wanna read it for him? <laughs> well, it's, it's, like, it's like Lisa Simpson's tomato and uh, go on. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't, uh, no, I, I still got nothing. Oh, but he looked like... Is it like Chelsea Lately? Is it like a story that, like, I would have to make fun of on Chelsea Lately? It's an eight-pound tomato that looked partially inflated, looked like a partially inflated beach ball when you finally plucked it. I, I mean, did, a, did nobody, I, I mean, you, you had a, it's a what about the other in, tomatoes in, in the garden? Like, were there other, were there, were there other tomatoes that were just normal tomatoes that resented the shit out of that tomato? I mean, like, the big tomato I mean, I, the other like, there's a six-pound tomato in that garden that's like, man... I can't, I, I mean, I'm a fucking six pound tomato here and nobody gives a shit because you're eight pounds. Fuck yourself, <laughs> punk ass eight pound tomato. There you go. See? I got it. I did it. There, I see. You're right, sir. I made it. I, I made it funny. Talking about. <gasps> yeah, got it. But still, uh, yeah, old guys, I'm not going to fucking talk to you on <laughs> Charlotte. Mark might say hi. Mark might say hi. Mark's a personable guy. I'm, I'm a grouch. I almost emailed the sixty-year-old's birthday email to Mark, and not as it like, "Hey, I know you need help with your set," but it was because no. I still felt I still feel the need when these emails come in to do something, especially when they actually are addressed to me. Like, "Hey, Jamie, this is like something that's going on, and I want to help out." But I also know that the two of you are artists who want to be doing your own thing and don't want to be fed yeah. lines from anybody. So yeah. I didn't, e don't look at me like that. I didn't email it to him. I'm not going to, but it's still, I, I, it's, I just it, want, I it's want nice. people to feel like they're heard. Like someone tweeted me the other day being like, do you just go through and fave everybody? And I was like, eh, kind of. I mean, there's some that I don't fave on Twitter I'm talking about. Uh -huh. But I want everyone, I read everything. Mm -hmm. Even things that are not added to you, if it, your name's out on the internet, I've read it. And so I... Good God. <laughs> that's how I spend my day. But I want people, especially the ones who are talking to you, to us, to feel like they're heard. So yeah, that's why I, I think I, that's, I put the that's great. There, yeah, that's why like, you're that's why you're vice president, dear. That's why we had a... <laughs> that's, why we, that's why we anointed you vice president today. Where's my goblet? Oh, you have a scepter, a scepter coming from, yeah. Ah, yeah, jinx. Fucking. No, I was trying to think of scepter when I said goblet, but it was Yeah, a goblet was mine, a... So was I was a, waiting for you to fill in the blank. That was a dumb word. It was a, nobody gets a cup for being... Yes, you do. You have a giant club cup, and you raise it above your head, and you go, oh. Yeah, you just got busted down to... Executive <laughs> vice president. <laughs> secretary now. <laughs> junior vice. You're junior vice president now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we uh, are we done with this? Oh, I wanted one last thing to say. Um, I 
uploaded a bunch of new tour dates, the 2015 dates, onto johncaprulo.com. So go on there and check those out. But they're so I do it so far in advance because I'm a psychopath and mm-hmm. I like to plan shit. And I feel like other people are similar to me too. And I know that kids need to be babysat and jobs need to be changed and people like to plan things. And they get excited like, oh my god, that's my birthday. I'm so excited that now I know in April I'm going to be going to John's show on my birthday. But please note that because they are so far in advance, that shit happens and things change. So Oh, that's a great closer, honey. With a, a <laughs> please note is always a great way to close the show. I please mean, note, vo- a- void in Alaska. Wait, really? Um, I mean, this is some bullshit. I'm there's done. There's a bunch of new dates, but the tickets aren't going to be for sale for a while because they usually, most websites, most clubs put them on. Stop being annoyed and bored with me. Most clubs put the tickets on sale like six-ish weeks in advance. So, bug them about getting tickets. I just, that was my, that was my... No, that's, again, I mean, I cleaned up your bad closer once, and I don't know how I'm going to do it again, all right? Scoby, you got anything? Because I I just really, I'm out of jokes. To, to, to clean could, up this shit. You could talk about a shit. tomato in Minneapolis. I, I, I made all my tomato jokes already. <laughs> I'm done.